0: Hello, and welcome to the Hemphill CBD podcast. I'm your host, Ben Cooey. I'm an entrepreneur in the cannabis industry with my business, Hemphill CBD. This podcast is dedicated to educating you on CBD and how it can positively impact your life. Also, we'll feature professionals in the cannabis market and share their expertise in the marketplace. Join us on this enlightening journey that will enrich your appreciation of the dynamic cannabis marketplace. Follow us at hempvillecbd.com, and as always, there's an open invitation to come visit us at the store in South Haven, Mississippi. Now, let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to the Hempville CBD Podcast. My name is Ben Cooey, owner-operator of Hempville CBD in South Haven, Mississippi, and the website hempvillecbd.com. Uh today are sitting across from me. Good morning, Derek. How are you?
1: Good morning, Ben. How, how is everybody out there in YouTube world <laughs> and, and Apple and Spotify world? But uh, it's good to be across from you again. We're, we, you know, we've been a steady team here every Friday. We come in here. and, and Oh, I, uh, love,
0: I, I love it every Friday.
1: Yes. Uh, so I love being across from you. I learn so much. And uh, I'm an endorser of, oh, well, of cannabis you. as a whole and definitely Hempville CBD because well, uh, you've been generous to gift me some stuff. And it's great, my friend. It, it all
0: works. I it? want to do a whole
1: episode on gummies and my experience with that. But
0: <laughs> Well, yeah, mine
1: too. <laughs> all right, let's get to business here. Today is going to be an interesting topic, right? We're going to be talking about synthetic versus natural. Right. Correct. And the, sometimes the stigma behind that and the hypocrisy included with that. So take it from there. Sir.
0: Oh, I, I guarantee you, there's, there's so much to learn today that we, we're actually having to break it up into two podcasts, a, a two-part series. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, what you will learn will blow your mind about the hypocrisy of what's put on our business, the hemp cannabis business. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, when I say to you, synthetic drugs... I'm going to give you a synthetic medication. How does that make you feel? What do you? What comes to your mind?
1: In, instantly, I feel like, well, it's fake, and I'm probably going to get addicted to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, or it's probably bad for bad you. Bad
1: for you. Yeah, like, da- I mean, dangerous. Yeah, I mean it's, and also, yeah, like like a heroin, like it, synthetic drugs. All of a sudden, it can make you. Think about the hardcore stuff.
0: Correct. Usually, generally, what we hear about synthetics is always bad. And I'll give you a perfect example. Four years ago in Memphis, there was a vape shop, and uh, the law enforcement was sitting in the bank watching his account, and they could see he was buying uh, purchase from China, purchase from China, purchase from China, Mm -hmm. all on his account. But it wouldn't say what he was buying. And turns out what he was doing was buying synthetic drugs and putting them on the street. But what does that mean? Mm -hmm. He was buying synthetic drugs. Now, I'm assuming since law enforcement was involved, he was probably buying the stuff you shouldn't be putting on the street like fentanyl. Mm -hmm. But it's such a blanket statement. Uh, It's synthetic drugs. What does that mean? So we're going to get into what does a synthetic mean? What does a synthetic drug, what is it? And it's simply something not made by nature. It was made by man. Using, using usually components, usually a chemical component, and that is what makes it synthetic. Now, how many, what types of synthetic drugs do we have? We have basically two types. We have those synthetic drugs that are exact replicas of what's in nature. And I'll give you an example, CBD and Delta 9. Uh, unless you're, now if you're smoking the bud, you're getting all natural. If you're eating the bud, which most people don't do, and I do not recommend it, doesn't taste good, Nope. all natural. But everything else, the gummies, the cookies, the lotions, the vapes, tinctures, all of that, I guess, would be categorized under synthetic THC and CBD. Now, that sounds terrible, but the reason it's synthetic is because they have to extract those compounds out of the plant using co2 gas the same way they age your bananas and that's how they get it out so they can make product other than that the only way to do all natural is to eat it or smoke it to me that's not necessarily a bad thing that's how you get these compounds that's how you can isolate these compounds to where you get only cbd in a product or only thc in a product but just the way they phrase it and the definition is bad. so
1: co2 is is the lone reason they consider it synthetic
0: correct now, uh, the, it's the extraction process because you don't do that with a natural plant, mm-hmm. but here you got to extract it out, that extraction process because you're using chemicals, it falls under the definition of synthetic.
1: Yeah, which has such a negative connotation. That's another way that to in my eyes to do to define that word. You know, it has a negative connotation.
0: Oh, yeah, it does because most of the news and most everything I've ever heard as a as a kid all the way through adulthood Synthetic drugs are bad. Um, Now, the other type of synthetic, we've talked about one that is an exact replica of what's in nature. The only difference is it was uh, same compound, same molecular structure. It was just produced in a laboratory. Mm -hmm. But then you have those synthetic drugs that replicate nothing in nature. It's basically a foreign compound. There's nothing in nature that replicates this.
1: Like McDonald's cheeseburgers?
0: (laughs) I don't know if that falls under the category, but (laughs) uh, I would. If I had to vote yes, I'd probably vote yes because (laughs) there's no telling what's in those burgers. But think of it this way. Synthetic drugs that are not natural, fentanyl, methamphetamine, spice. We've all heard of those things. Terrible, terrible Mm. They should not be legal or even on the street. But have you ever been, had a cold?
1: Several times, Okay. yes.
0: In the course of your lifetime, when you've had a cold, have you ever taken either Tylenol for a headache or pain or Benadryl for, let's say, a runny nose? Yes. Did it kill you? Nope. Did it hurt you? Nope. Did it help
1: at all? It, it eased. The, the it added it gave me comfort. Yeah. It, you know what I'm
0: saying? It didn't cure anything. Correct. But it gives you comfort to get through it. Right. Did you know Tylenol and Benadryl are not only synthetic drugs, but drugs that represent nothing natural in nature?
1: Yeah. And then so they make Tylenol PM where they marry the two.
0: Correct. But you would never know that yeah. because the discussion on synthetics is all one sided, it's all the spice, the methamphetamine, the fentanyl, mm-hmm. and that's all you hear. But yeah, your regular medication, over the counter medications like Tylenol and Benadryl, you've been taking your whole life, are synthetic drugs. And not only are they synthetic drugs, they're the synthetic drugs that replicate nothing in nature. They're completely foreign. Um, but you would never know that based on, you know, the news that you hear and the information that you get. Now
1: And it's been around forever. Oh yeah. aspirin tylenol ibuprofen oh yeah just natural things i mean you i go took to. it
0: my whole life as yeah. a kid i was sick all the time yep. now this brings you to the question of okay you know some synthetics replicas of nature that sounds pretty good others that aren't replicas in nature that doesn't sound good but Clearly, it's, it works or it's uh, not a bad thing because we've been taking medication like that our whole lives. So that brings up the question of, are synthetics safe? Okay. And the answer is, this isn't going to help sometimes. Right. And it's all based on the chemical and the chemical process that they use to get that synthetic drug. Like, let's say, take CBD. There's two ways to get CBD extraction. You can either do it with CO2 gas or you can do it with ethanol. Now, the difference is ethanol is very messy and very dirty.
1: And that has a negative connotation. Yeah, it does. Because that is tied into the hardcore stuff.
0: Correct. Also, ethanol is something you put in your car, <laughs> the gas in your car. Yeah, it's just filthy. Yeah, it's, but you can extract CBD from the plant using an ethanol process. That process is cheaper. Than uh, CO2 gas, but it's dirtier. Mm. Now you can use CO2 gas to age age the plant or age the bud and, and extract it out. It's a lot cleaner, but it's more expensive, and that explains a lot of the reasons why you go into these shops and you're looking at a 500 milligram tincture. One is $19.99, the other is $45. Well, there you go. One is probably ethanol-based extraction, which is dirty, and usually if the oil's brown and most oil is you're never going to know versus a CO2 extraction where it's just pure CBD there's no uh residue that might be coming on to into that tincture and and that's what when we talk about are they safe it's all about well, what process was used to to form this drug and what chemical residue is could possibly be left on this drug now the way you get to make sure that chemical residue is not left on there that could hurt somebody is through regulation. Regulation solves that problem, but we have a problem. And our problem is the hemp industry is not regulated. It's a completely unregulated business where, you know, pharmaceutical drugs, it's regulated by the FDA. Good people in my business, good players in it, we're begging for the regulation. And that's crazy for me to say, because I, anytime the government gets involved in stuff, it usually messes it up. Uh, But we need some type of guide rails, some type of regulation uh, to set some boundaries. Because when you don't have that, you have what we have today, which is the wild, wild west in this industry. And you have a lot of bad players out there, a lot of products that are Uh, watered down or they don't work Mm -hmm. or they're made with the cheapest thing because the people out there are just trying to make a quick buck. And I can tell you from a retailer perspective, one thing that I look for when wholesalers are wanting to sell me their products and have me put it in their store is how long they've been in business. Because I want a company with a a good track record, a track record I can look at to see what they've done. Uh, I can't tell you every good company that I buy products from, usually my sales rep has worked there a year, two years, and then they quit and go start their own business. Mm-hmm. And then they start trying to, you know, sell product. And I don't mean a retail business. They're trying to open up a business on the wholesale si- side of things and run that. The problem with that is you have no tra- When you open up that business, you have no track record. You know, if I go to Koi, Koi has a long track record of being in business and how they operate and the, the structure that they have. You quit that and you're a 20-something-year-old guy, which most of these sales reps are, and you go start your own, you're just getting product in a warehouse and selling it. Yeah. And usually your pitch is, we got the best but cheapest. I'll give you the best price, the best yeah. price. Well, price isn't what it's all about. It's about
1: quality. And take it to street, street drugs. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. It's one, one of the downfalls. But then even within the CBD industry now, we have to be careful. And oh, that's yeah. why you keep educating because make sure you can see what
0: you're getting. Have, and everybody has probably experienced this story once. Have you ever pulled up at a gas station and had somebody over there in the corner, like in a van or a truck, and they're like, hey, you want to buy some cheap steaks? And they're selling like steaks or seafood out of the back of the truck or the Uh, van. And they're selling it at a good price. Probably that food has been stolen out of a restaurant and they're selling it. But let's say it's not. Let's say it's legit. uh When you buy that food, you have given up all legal right in suing the manufacturer if there's a problem. For instance, if I go buy Braveheart steaks and I'm picking Braveheart because I know uh, performance Food Group owns that branding. Mm. They sell it to a lot of the restaurants. It's great steak. But if I go buy that Braveheart Steaks in the package, never been open, out of a guy. In, at a gas station in, in back of a van, <laughs> then I have given up all legal recourse at that point because I don't know how long that, has that been refrigerated. How long has it been out of the refrigeration? Uh, right. Do they have the right licensing
1: to be able to do this?
0: Right. And it's probably in a cooler, but coolers don't stay the same temperature. They're con- That temperature is constantly going down. How long mm-hmm. has, it spent, has it been out of the correct temperature? So I buy that steak, take it home, get sick. Guess what? I can't sue Braveheart. Uh, I can't sue performance food group. I'm out of luck because they want to be able to trace that. And they can do this. They can trace that steak all the way back, all the hands that it went through until it was a cow. And even when it was a cow, they can trace back every bit of food it had eaten all the uh, medication it had to take as far as seeing the vet. It has all those records ever since that cow was born.
1: And that happens because of regulations.
0: Correct. And when I buy it out of the back of a van, all of that's gone because now it's gone through somebody's hands. They can't trace. It's
1: unregulated.
0: Right. Hemp and the cannabis business is the same way. And I'll give you an example. In 2020, uh, a lot of farmers in, in Tennessee, hemp farmers, grew Way more than they thought, because they went into this business after 2018, going, "We're gonna grow some hemp and we're gonna make a million dollars." Well, you gotta know who you're gonna sell it. You gotta have those connections to sell it once you grow it. You can't grow it and then have it sit for a long time and then try to figure out who you're gonna sell it to. Well, mm-hmm. they were driving around in their trucks and vans, going to vape shops, gas stations, and retail stores like mine, going, "Hey, I got I got uh, pounds of hemp. I can sell it to you real cheap." You can make a good margin on it, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, we turned them all down. Tons of vape shops and gas stations bought that, and they package it up themselves. Here's the problem with it. I have no idea. I mean, you might have it in the back of your truck. It might look beautiful. I don't know how you grew it. The process you used to cultivate it, what chemicals you could have used on it, was it grown indoor, outdoor? Did you have to use chemicals on it? Is any of that residue still on the plant? There's no certificate of analysis testing the plant, saying it is what it is. They can't. Like, you can't track it. I can't track it at all. And that is, and you'll hear me say this throughout this podcast. That is why you buy from reputable dealers, people who know what they're talking about, people who put products in their store made by professionals like pharmacists, PhD chemists, and doctors, because that cuts down all that liability. The problem is not a lot of people do that. And usually when you go into these uh vape shops and gas stations, they are not as knowledgeable on the I mean, I study this product all the time. I don't know everything about it. I learn stuff new every week. But I'm constantly studying it because the market's constantly changing. They're constantly finding out more stuff. You think the people at vape shops and gas stations are constantly doing that? Oh, it, it
1: just takes up space on their shelf.
0: Right. So they don't even know what they got on their shelves and what it's made out of, where it's coming from, so-and-so. So well, they're
1: They order the cheaper stuff so they can make a profit. So
0: when it comes down, are these safe? regulation can solve a lot of these problems. That's why we have the problems we have is because there's no regulation. And I'm, I'm sure when regulation comes, politicians usually listen to other people than the retail shop owners like we do where we can sit down and tell it to you straight because we want this. It's not that, hey, we're going to give you some crappy rules so that, we can sell more product. No, we want to get the bad players out because as we get the bad players out, it'll legitimize our mm-hmm. uh, market even more. But as long as we got bad players in there, uh, we're always kind of hand, you know, playing with one hand behind our back. I guess you can say.
1: The stronger the industry gets, I would say the government <coughs> will continue to open their eyes more to it. Correct. If you can prove to the government, look, you know, this is reputable operation.
0: Well. Here. Yeah, we're going to get to that right now. Big Pharma, you know, they're part of the system that's telling you synthetics are bad. Big Pharma actually allows synthetic THC in their medications. In 1985, a medication called, and I hope I pronounce these these correctly because you know how pharmacists are. uh, (laughs) It's it's like seven continents and a vowel, and you can't figure out where it is. But there's a drug called Dronabinol. Dronabinol was a cancer drug to help people who dealt with vomiting and nausea due to the chemo they were receiving. Dramabinol is an exact replica of the THC, the natural THC compound. Okay. So we have that synthetic that's an exact replica of nature. It's just made in the lab. Okay. Sounds pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. They also had a a drug called Nabilone. Nabilone, same type of drug. It helped people with with cancer deal with vomiting and nausea. However, Nabilone is based on THC, but it is not an exact replica of that compound. It's different. They've changed the molecule or shifted it around. I don't know exactly what they did, but it's not an exact replica. So that's one of those things. It's a foreign compound. Nothing in nature is like it, but you're taking that drug. Not only does Big Pharma provide synthetic THC in their drugs, the only version of THC in pharmaceuticals is synthetic. There is no natural. It's all synthetic. So what are they saying?
1: That it's okay? (laughs) What they're saying is we see the benefits
0: of THC. Clearly. Clearly. They see the benefit. They wouldn't go through that effort, right? Correct. They're saying... Synthetics, if done right, aren't bad. They're actually helpful. But why why are they putting synthetic THC in their pharmaceuticals or in their drugs? Because there is valid medical value by putting, whether it be an exact replica of delta-9 THC or whether it be a completely different compound that doesn't represent anything in nature, it provides value to our medication. And so that's why they put it in there. There's a constant fight of trying to ban all these drugs all the time, and they do it either through uh, regulation or they do it through smear campaigns. They only let out one side of the news regarding these things. Uh, why do you think that is? Because
1: they don't want to be exposed in the, what they're doing?
0: Not that they want, don't want to be exposed, but if it was common knowledge that, hey, we're using the synthetics and we're using synthetic cannabinoids, they would be validating our industry. Yes. Um, they'd be saying, yes, it is okay. But as long as they don't come out and say it, yeah. then they can always turn and say, oh, well, if you go buy from him, you're buying a synthetic drug. Well, that sounds bad.
1: Well, we're getting the same synthetic stuff that they think you have in the meds.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is part Hypoc- of hypocrisy. That's part of the hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And that. That is why, and I'm going to have a meeting with my team about 2024 here after this podcast, but one of the things we're going to be uh, meeting about is, hey, this is no longer recreational. This is no longer uh, drugs, as in a bad thing. We are creating an alternative medical drug market to give people an alternative to pharmaceuticals. So when people need help or people get sick, they can look at the two sides and say, I can either take a pharmaceutical or I can take something that uh, is more natural, that has less side effects, and go with that. And Mm -hmm. and I'll always say this, and my father, who was a doctor for 35 years, will tell you this. If you can handle it naturally, do it. Mm -hmm. Because... This, the day you get on one pill for whatever reason, in six months you'll be on three and it'll snowball on you. And that's what us as baby boomers, as I mentioned in the last podcast, that's what kind of woke us up. That's why this has come to market is because as we get into our 50s and our parents get into their 70s and their 80s and start to die off, we're, we're looking at them going, dang, they're on 10. Look, look at the number of medications they're on. I mean, they got a whole yeah. line of pills lined up every well, single morning. You
1: have the... AM and PM weekly organizer, right? Correct. You know, they, I mean, they give you tools to organize your pills.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're building tools to organize it all. Right. And part of the reason the pharmaceutical industry has this, and it's crazy, part of the reason they put this in their product is because it's valid medical value to the product. Yeah. Part of the reason they're always trying to ban the product or smear the product is because it offers value, medical validation to mm-hmm. the the product or to what you're trying to solve. And they want it on their side of the fence, but they don't want it on this side. Because like I said, they know that what we have works wonders. They just don't want you to know that. And they've exactly. done a real good job for 40 years. Hiding it. Hiding it, telling you, you know, say no to drugs. And I'm, all, I'm not, people out there listening to the show, I am not somebody who's in support of all drugs should be legal. There are a ton of drugs. Oh, God, no. There are a ton of drugs that should be illegal. Most drugs should be illegal. This is not one of them. I really feel that uh, cannabis and the hemp market and these cannabinoids are a puzzle piece to an all-natural way of of solving your medical problems. Because I truly believe God has provided us everything on this earth. We just have to find it, and I truly believe one of the reasons we hadn't found it is because the, the researchers who make medicine, they're, they're missing the target. Instead of finding a cure, they're trying to find a cure with pharmaceuticals so they can sell it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, and personally, I don't think a lot of them want to find a cure, or at least the pharmaceutical companies don't, because a cure will put your, business, will put your company out of business. Yeah. If we find a cure for cancer, you're a one-time patient. You lose the repeat business. Correct. But if I can let you manage cancer, I can have you on 15 pills yes. and make you buy them for the next 15, 20 years of your life. Uh that is part of the problem right there. This comes to the the question of who's telling this who's telling us this is bad? Like where have I learned this? And it's been from several things, but I've narrowed it down to three. The medical industry has done it. Government and law enforcement has done it. And big pharma. And, and this is how. We always suggest if you're going to use any of these cannabinoids, especially if you're using medication, if you're not using it just to de-stress at the end of the day or, or for recreational purposes, if you're using it because you've got medical needs, always consult with your doctor about, any of these cannabinoids you're taking because they're going to, they're going to have an effect on your medication. Sometimes very good. You know, they're going to amplify the medication and make it work harder, but there are some medications that, Hey, you don't mm. need it amplified uh, because it could go bad for You've you.
1: You've mentioned uh, heart medicine or, or blood pressure medicine, correct? Correct. Like separate them. Don't take them at the same time.
0: One of the most common. Uh, in fact, I, every medication I would separate your CBD from your medication. And the reason why is medication is synthetic. It's not natural. Uh, CBD is. Mm-hmm. You, CBD will slow down the uh, metabolism, the breaking down of those compounds in your liver. And as you slow that down, since the compound is natural, it's going to have a harder time passing through the liver. So it could do more damage to the liver than it's naturally going to do. But if you take that medication first, wait an hour and then take your CBD or whatever else you're going to take then it's metabolizing at two different times, and therefore... Separately. Yeah, you avoid that. You know, I say the medical industry kind of smears the hemp CBD industry. It really depends on who you talk to with this. What what we found out is doctors are about 50-50. Some doctors are all for it because they've understand it. They They've researched it. They get it. Other doctors, usually older doctors... You know, it wasn't talked about in medical school. The endocannabinoid system was, but none of these compounds. Their uh, insurance medication covers them for prescriptions. It doesn't cover them for these because these, the, these cannabinoids aren't regulated by the FDA. And so they're unsure about it or they just play it safe and say no. Uh, we had one customer in our store that said, yeah, I was going to the doctor and the doctor said, if I buy CBD, he will no longer treat me. Now, I don't know why that doctor did that. That seems like that doctor needs to maybe uh, look into CBD a little bit more, or it could be, I only want you on the medication I prescribe you, and that's it. I don't want this outside stuff coming in because he's got a relationship with the pharmaceutical company on how many scripts he might write or you know, what what reward he would get for being one of the top doctors who – who writes a prescript for this medication and people will say, Oh, well that stuff doesn't happen. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it directly or indirectly, if you've got a good customer and they're supporting what you're doing, you're going to make sure they're taken care of. That's just human nature. Yep. So that's how the medical industry does it. Government and law enforcement. Well, law enforcement, I don't blame them. All they're doing is enforcing the law, the politicians and the government made. So, So they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But a lot of times the government is making laws. What side of the fence is the money coming from? You know, what lobbyist is helping me out the most, or they're not talking directly to the people that actually sell these products and know about these products. They're talking to law enforcement. And law enforcement's not bad, but their law enforcement is only seeing the bad side to these things. Oh, we have Schedule 1 drug, terrible. We we arrest people. You know, all this bad stuff happens. Well, it depends on what that Schedule 1 drug is. There's a whole lot. There, there's a, a lot of difference of what you're going to do and what's going to happen to your body if you take spice, methamphetamine, or uh, hydrocodone versus CBD or Delta-8. Uh in fact, the, in, in my opinion, those prescriptions are 10 times harmful, 100 times more harmful than CBD or uh, T, any type of THC product. And then we have big pharma. Big pharma also tells us it's bad because all you hear from big pharma, as well as government and law enforcement and the medical industry, when we talk about synthetics, we talk about spice, meth, and all the bad things that are out there dealing with Synthetics. However, did you know every medication you have taken your whole entire life, anything made from the pharmaceutical industry, all of it is a synthetic drug? Every single one. So, why do you think that is? And that is the question we will be answering on the next podcast. Why is there such a smear campaign against these products when the people telling you? synthetics are bad are also the ones selling you synthetics. Yep. That's crazy. I mean you almost got to be high to even understand it. That's cliffhanger 101 in podcasting. Great that was a great segue. Oh I wasn't even I wasn't even trying. But really the people telling you synthetics are bad are the ones writing the prescriptions. Every prescription they've ever written is a synthetic drug. Every drug they've ever approved is synthetic government and law enforcement. And big pharma, you're telling us, hey, all this stuff is bad, but yet you're, you're not only everything you sell is synthetic, but you're actually putting our product into your product, our synthetic THC you're putting into your product because it has valid medical value. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same time, because it has valid medical value, you're shaming our product so nobody will use it. Yeah unbelievable that's government
1: for you right that is and big pharma
0: so we will answer why is this why does this happen we'll answer that on the next podcast folks thank you for being with us today and i look forward to joining you having you join us next week and until then be safe be smart and be happy thank you If you found this podcast helpful, I'd appreciate it if you took a minute to subscribe, rate, review, and follow us at HemphillCBD.com. This increases the reach to more people who are trying to navigate through the changing cannabis market and its products so that we can create a more knowledgeable consumer. Take a screenshot and tag me in your social stories to friends. It means the world to me to know that this podcast has positively helped you and that we get to be a part of your journey. Thank you, and until next time, here's to a better life.